Welcome back, everybody, once again to another episode of FGC Cast. I am your host, as always, the Purple Sharpie, and I'm here with the incomparable, the amazing, the infectious Yahozy. How you doing today, Don? I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to a tournament in a few days, so I hope I'm not that infectious, but otherwise I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody's saying that quarantine time is done. We are safe and secure, no longer in a pandemic, but you know what? I'm still out here being as fantastic as always and can't nobody quarantine me from being this infectiously happy. You feel oh, me? that was now, good, that was yeah, good, that was good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah vibes. That's <laughs> Yes. That was beautiful. Yes. I have I have no follow up. <laughs> I was gonna say wear a mask, but shit, girl. <laughs> you're Dang, girl, you took now. It. Everybody, this is episode three. We are your favorite bi-weekly FGC cast. A lot of people think that means twice a week. I beg to differ. We come out once every two weeks because we got it going like that. Now yeah. let's get straight into the news. Starting obviously with multiverses. Your girl is a multiverses ambassador, so you know I had to bring it to you quick. The very first of which is Kanoichi is running a femme slash non-binary 2v2 tournament with a requirement of one femme or non-binary person per team. Obviously, the entire team does not be need to be comprised of exclusively femme or non-binary people. It is open to it as long as it does hit that requirement. And the focus of this tournament, as always, is to help marginalized players who may not necessarily feel comfortable playing in a competitive environment feel a little bit more comfortable about competing on online, a little bit low, lower stakes, yeah. uh, a really nice time to have people and introduce them to the community. And I've always personally believed that tournaments like this are a fantastic entry point for people inside of our community. Yeah. Um, Don, how do you feel about them? You know, I, I've done some uh, some work with Kunuichi in the past, um, commentated a Guilty Gear tournament um, when I used to play Guilty Gear, which is weird that I could even You commentated that. me! That's true. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I commentated your matches and, um, you know, I had a good time and I actually, it, those events are so important, right? Like mm -hmm. they are necessary to make sure that everyone feels comfortable. They're necessary to make sure that um, there's a space for us and everyone else who is femme um, or non-binary. And like, it's just, uh, what can I say? Like, it's it's necessary. It's needed, you know, like, like th there's been uh, female only tournaments for a long time now, and yeah. I will always, always, always support them in whatever way I can, and I encourage all y'all to do it too. A lot of a lot of negative people will request why they need to happen, but I feel as though there are so many more positives than there are to negatives, and you can count them literally by the number of entrants every single one of these tournaments. Yeah. So y'all, at the point in the time that this that this podcast comes out, the tournament will probably be over already all i can tell you is to go ahead and watch the vods support organiz organizers and organizations that are trying their best to make sure that events like this still happen opportunities like this still happen especially for people who may otherwise feel a little bit uh turned off or unwelcome inside of our scene they go very very far towards helping us expand past just the general reach of the fighting game community yeah um I, if i had a statement on like if you have a problem with women in fighting games and like women only tournaments um my response is like if you have that opinion you ain't winning tournaments anyways so your opinion doesn't really matter like like i, I hate to be like like that right um but like no, right. if if you have a problem with it if you don't win a tournament right if you're like oh well you know they should compete in the same tournaments one they do 
And two, if you don't win, it doesn't matter anyways, right? Like yeah, it really literally. doesn't matter. So what was the difference in getting, you know, a woman or non-binary person entering a tournament and not winning versus entering a, a, another tournament and not winning? It's the same thing. Like, it, <laughs> like no, the top players Don, will be top players in both, right? You need you welcoming spaces. Straight facts. You absolutely need welcoming spaces to get people involved. Like that's how it starts, you know? For sure. It all starts with a very solid foundation and not one built upon sand. That is liquid. That is absolutely unsustainable. And that is not what we're interested in doing. Now, speaking of non-solids, plasmas, liquids, some would say, multiverses, the community is also working on getting one of the largest fighting game Wikipedia sources out there. That's right, I'm talking about Liquidpedia, run by Team Liquid. Multiverses is currently in a campaign to currently get their own Wikipedia entries onto Liquidpedia. Liquidpedia, of course, as I stated before, is actively run, managed, and used by Team Liquid, but is an accessible source for all. It allows all tournament players, organizations, as well as commentators, and including yours truly, to be publicly indexed, thereby giving that community, that uh, specific tournament, that organization, or that player slash commentator more opportunities. Uh, I also have a Liquipedia entry, and I would be so incredibly happy if Multiverses got one too. You, good viewer, if you happen to have skills inside of the Wikipedia editing genre, would be a fantastic addition to the long list of editors inside of this undertaking there will be a link to the google document underneath this podcast if you are interested in putting your proverbial hat in and we look forward to helping liquidpedia add multiverses onto that index yeah. uh don are you on there uh so i actually am not uh oh you mean like like me as a player on liquidpedia yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 i'm on there i'm on there i'm on there it's a terrible picture i need to i need to i need to make an account just to upload a new picture to be honest it's like me at summit looking depressed like yeah like yeah i feel it i feel a girl 100 percent um no yeah and like for people in the community who are looking for a way in um i honestly really recommend editing wikis when you feel confident um mm -hmm. it, wiki editors make games learnable discords do not um they, they make them community-based, but in terms of like a knowledge repertoire, right? A knowledge base, an archive, if you will. Um, support your local wikis. Support support Liquipedia for multiverses if you're into that game, right? If you sure. are into anime games, try Dustloop. Just edit some entries. It's like super important. There are so many Wikipedias that are responsible for making sure that the public scene of the fighting game community gets some love too. Because as we all know, there is nothing as horrible as multiply searching multiple different discords, a series of different Twitter threads, and maybe even the ancient SRK thread for some information on yeah. one of your favorite players or tournaments. And Wikipedias just make it easier for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, so fill out that Liquipedia. Um, fill out other wikis if you have them. It's like actually super, super important to make information accessible. It's what makes people want to play fighting games, right? For sure.
for yeah. sure. Now, I have one quick little announcement before we go into some of our very topical, important news for this podcast. Everybody, I was actually invited to commentate, stream the match by Landfest, which was featured at Mall of America in Michigan. Now, y'all are probably asking, why did they ask Sharpie to do remote commentary for Multiverses all the way in Michigan? Well, you know, besides the fact that I looked totally awesome up there, on that screen, they had me on this huge, huge projector screen, which was so cool, by the way. But I was actually there on behalf of Be The Match, which was raising money to assist families with bone marrow transplants. Now, everybody understands that there are situations that a lot of families don't necessarily count for inside of their lives, right? And the very last thing that you ever have to want to have to worry about when you're going through this minefield of life is having to raise money for medical exp- expenses. Yeah, totally, totally. Be the match is trying to change that by raising money and matching every single donation up to $25,000. We are currently at $2,500, and I'm hoping that with me announcing it on this podcast, we're able to get some extra pennies going in there. So there will be a link, of course, as always, underneath this video in addition to underneath this cast. So if you have a couple of extra pennies to help some families in need that could very, very much so use it, I would recommend just donating, opening up your hearts, your pockets, and maybe even giving that extra quarter out to some families that could truly, truly appreciate it. That's right. Yeah. No, you should. You definitely should. Um, I'll, I'll throw in some of my own too, just as an FYI, and like appreciate it. You know, you're welcome. Um, well, you know, Don, with the state of the world today, yeah, every little bit helps. Now, speaking of the state of the world, let's talk about the state of play right now because we had some brand new news come out this past week. Can- you want to talk about it, Don? <laughs> I want to talk about your transitions today. I was I, so we're audio only this week because I'm having power issues. But first, the the liquid, the the osmosis or whatever you said, and the liquidpedia, plasma, the state of play. That, girl, that's that's good. My that's segues, good. Yeah, want, my want, segues. The, those segues are Sejam level. Um, beyond ex Sejam. Uh, no, I I want to talk about Tekken Eight. That game looks sick. Um, so so you know, last week we mentioned like yeah, there's a Tekken anime. It would make sense that there's Tekken Eight coming out. This is all likely coordinated in some way. Like mm-hmm. it's. It might be live, it might not, who knows. Uh, turns out, you know, we knew Tekken 8 was in development, but we got our first peek at it, and it looks sick. Um, there is a trailer, which we can watch right now.
there was confirmation on this trailer. One, it looks super sick. Um, it does. But but two, there was confirmation that this trailer was an in-game engine cinematic. Yeah, so it's it's not an FMV sequence, right? It's actual in-game engine. So it's pretty likely that the actual fights will look really similar to this. And there's like it's positioned in ways where it looks the same, um, like 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 an actual match, which is really cool. So I'm excited for it. And plus, uh, there's a double uh, EWGF in the middle of it, which means that there's a nod to fighting gamers in there. Like they know who they're targeting. So I, yeah, I'm excited. It looks cool. I want to briefly just discuss the fact that you literally called this Don. Yeah. You literally called this out. Like the, a day the before. day before. Yes. Yes. It's like, you know, when you say someone's name and then they die immediately after, you know, like like you know that curse. It's exactly that you... like that. Yeah. It's exactly like that. We are on the death podcast. Right. Except I've been I've been gifted the the gift of life, not the gift of death. I think things and I will them into existence. I thought about Tekken 8 and suddenly here we are. You know, I'd like to see I'd like to see how you can turn that into making Skullgirls to a reality. Um Excuse me. Dot wait, uh, hello? Hi? Hello? I will say What do I say about um, Skullgirls 2? All right, here here's hey, here's what I'll say. Okay, okay. I okay. think that Skullgirls is too sick. It's wow. too sick. It's too sick to have a sequel. How about that? W- wow. Okay. They're not gonna make. I they're just... not gonna make Skullgirls too. I don't believe that. I. I thought. I thought you were a life bringer, not a curse deliverer. What happened here, Don? So, so, if if I so I I have no knowledge about Skullgirls dev. I have no knowledge Fair. about like. I have no insider knowledge. I just don't have insider knowledge. You know, like I, I do this a lot, but like I'm not. I'm not like that, right? Um. I don't think if Skullgirls were to have a sequel, it'd be a spiritual successor, not an actual sequel. Personal opinion, it would be like a, yeah. another version, you know, like a, I get that. Yeah, get that. like um, like in, like Mortal Kombat Two Injustice, you know, like it would just be a different version of similar things. I I like that. I like that more than the prediction of a Skullgirls Two. Now, Don, I I think it's really interesting that you bring that up because obviously uh, we have a lot of Street Fighter Six information to bring up here and i am going to bring it up but before i do that i want to actually talk about some brief topical information here which is kind of what you were talking about here predictions information and leaks ultimately uh sometimes people who have insider information like myself i previously worked with future club dev as well as hidden variable so i have had to sign ndas when i was working with them and there is information that i know that i'm not allowed to release to the public right yeah Um, there's information that dawn knows about certain things that she's not allowed to release to the public and we've both had to work with under the confines of an NDA or for the layman, a non-disclosure agreement, right? Occasionally, content creators and influencers and fighting game professionals like myself, as well as Don, yep. uh, will have to sign these in order to move forward in good faith with companies who are sharing sensitive information with us. Now, not everybody is as astute as understanding what they can and cannot discuss or as respectful of what they can or cannot discuss. Uh, in this instance, the very first case that I'll be talking about is not necessarily someone breaking an NDA, but rather someone breaking and entering into yeah. an employee's personal belongings over at Rockstar. We had actually what was a case of social engineering hacking 
gone wrong here. A employee with Rockstar did actually have, I believe, their Slack account broken into under some form of social engineering, which yeah. basically means that someone utilized not necessarily like some uh, like some code I'm in type thing, but they basically use techniques that are very similar to just basically tricking someone into doing something. Yeah, like, hey, I'm Bob, your manager. Like, I got a new phone. You mind sending me something real quick? Everything. Cool, thank you. Yeah, and then like a week password. later going like, oh, hey, it's Bob again. Can you send me your password? Boom, I'm in, right? Like, that's yeah. all it takes. Literally um, it. Quick shout out dual factor authenticate everything you have and don't use the same password for everything just an fyi for anything really um, yeah um but, but yeah really like keep it safe. this this leak is kind of crazy to me um what happened was once they accessed this rockstar employees account um they got access to something that showed early footage of gta 6 um which is a huge bummer right because like rockstar is working on the game they haven't announced it it's like a it's confirmed Rockstar reached out and they did say, yes, this is our game. We're bummed. We're a little sad about it. More than a little sad. They're super sad. It's, it's just not cool, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, it, it's, it's depressing, people, honestly. People lose their jobs over things like this. Yeah. Uh, negative press is impossible to recover. I want to cite more than one instance with Capcom having Marvel versus Capcom Infinite leaked and shared with the public when it wasn't necessarily supposed to be and oh it really resulted that happened in series of uproads i don't know if you remember Don, oh, but there was an instance yeah. where they leaked images of the game they leaked what the tournament circuit was going to look like they leaked the fact that there was a certain amount of money going into the community in addition to like the fact that you would need to have licensing and the licensing fees that people would need for it. People were freaking out when the game came out and it wasn't just over the graphics. It was over every single aspect of the game because it was a very, very large leak. I don't remember. I don't I don't know if you necessarily remember. I remember it because <laughs> I remember I'm the content creator. <laughs> I remember the controversy with the curtain, right? You remember the curtain yeah. controversy? Yeah. Yeah. It's just lame. Like you shouldn't do it, honestly. And I every time it happens, it rem mm -hmm. it brings up the same conversation like that people don't know what an in-development game looks like they, they really don't. have no idea they literally don't yeah. and i think that's something that took me a very long time to get comfortable understanding even just being behind the curtain briefly working yeah. with certain teams um because it does it you have to understand that not everything is going to be finished there's a reason why companies don't like showing games or, or talking about games before they're done because so many things change before the game actually finally comes out um yeah and then you know in the case of mbci they just released it unfinished so that's what an in-progress game looks like <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry if you work at capcom if you're, if you're at capcom that game was 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 bad like i want to say that they they took their time in making sure that they got a product that i feel can pass certain tests to be a decent game now but when that game came out it was definitely not what i would consider a good game it's ter it's it's still terrible it's still a terrible oh, game the, that's not, have, that's not have fair. you have you navigated the menu on that game Okay, I'm not talk I'm talking exclusively about the gameplay. I'm talking exclusively about the gameplay. I'm not going to talk about the UI that and I want to say for the record, 
For the record, Capcom has never had very, very intuitive UI. They've never been known for that. Yeah, ever. but like, like ever. there was like thir- there was like half second lag on navigating the menu, and like, okay, so so this yeah. is, this is this is what I mean, right? Like, if you have an unfinished product, it shows, and it does. Fighting games traditionally have been. I'm gonna be a little blunt here. Unfinished products. They're not super in depth. They're not like as um feature complete as i wish they were like we have right now like rollback was embedded in like 2012 right we're still having that debate now and like hey they should have rollback to games we still have cases where developers don't want to add rollback to games not to talk about tekken 8 but harada was like no we're not really considering it for tekken 8 which is wild um it really wasn't until that huge japanese round table where they were like actually all sitting there like you had people from snk arxis bandai and capcom all sitting there like hey you know our profit margins kind of uh, we kind of need rollback so and you know i think i think especially to get back on the topic here because we could literally talk about this all day yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we do have a lot of topics i think to get back on the topic is leaking takes valuable resources away from games that already don't have that much bandwidth to start with yes yeah and in the instance of Rockstar, it actually went one level worse where the person who actually hacked the employee's information then updated their original thread and said, hey, yo, this got a lot more attention than I expected. It kind of went viral. Rockstar, if you're looking, go ahead and contact me on Telegram. Would love to get in contact with you. Otherwise, I'm leaking more information. Yeah, that's just that's just ransom, you know. That's just ransomware. That, that's a good way to get sued into oblivion. Speaking of getting sued into oblivion, that was not the only leak that happened yeah. this specific week, Don. What's crazy is this is this isolated experience you may think is so horrible for Rockstar. A crazy amount of social engineering happens every single year, and it results, obviously, in ransomware for thousands of companies. But what you never expect is one of your own to betray you. That's exactly what happened here. There is an anonymous Twitter account called The Real Insider, who has been anonymously leaking game industry information for several projects, large-scale projects I'm talking here, on Twitter. Most recently, they have come out with uh, a bunch of information about Ubisoft's Forward Showcase, which is basically like Ubisoft's Direct, where they showcase a bunch of new titles they're coming out with. Assassin's Creed, God of War, all of that, right? Um, What happened was, underneath one of those tweet threads, Someone actually responded almost as if they were talking like they were the real insider, but they weren't. It was a Twitter account by the name of Dan Allen Gaming. Well, Bloomberg's Jason Schraber, who you may know as basically being a very well-known gaming journalist under, obviously, the very popular media site Bloomberg, uh, went doing a little bit digging of his own and found out that at the same time, both the Real Insider and Dan Allen Gaming account seem to be posting about the exact same information very, very, very close. I'm talking about like minutes between each other, seconds between each other in some instances. Yeah. And it just seemed very strange. But ultimately, no one really needed to harp too hard on it because Dan Allen came forward, made a tweet earlier this morning 
uh, lives out in Australia, so it was very early this morning, and basically said, I'm sorry, it's me. I should never have come forward about this information. I, I never should have leaked any of this information. I don't know why I did it. I'm really sorry to everyone I disappointed. If I could go back in time, I wouldn't do it myself. And of course, I'm paraphrasing because he deleted both the real insider Twitter account as well as his own Twitter account after posting that apology. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people were posting underneath his apology saying, you better lawyer up, dude. Uh, yeah, it's he really not, it's not, it's not news to either of us, Don, about what happens when you break an NDA. To a lot of people who accidentally break NDAs, like in the very first instance we were talking about here, obviously with Rockstar, that was a case of, I got got. I was I was I I didn't didn't know that this person that I was giving the information to this person that was kind of like a bad bad dev bad dev you know yeah. dumb dev bad dev. This is an instance of why did you say this? You said you weren't going to say anything. I'm almost hoping that Ubisoft as well as some of the other people who have had their information come out on that Twitter account, which even though it is publicly deleted, I do want to remind all of our listeners, information on Twitter can be audited at any point in time by copyright holders yeah. in the event of an actual subpoena coming out. You are not safe. If you've ever tweeted that information, it is it is accessible for you. Now, I'm yeah. not asking Twitter to confirm or deny that. I'm saying that I have seen that myself. Sure. Um, not because I've been audited, but because I have seen other, I have seen enough tweets in court cases that are very public cases to know that for a fact. When when someone audits Twitter, Twitter gives it to them because they're like, we ain't out here trying to get sued. It's on them. They should yeah. have never leaked it on our platform. <laughs> yeah, and, and like and I think too there's a there's a massive difference, right, between a hacking and breaking an NDA, right? Mm -hmm. In a way that breaking the NDA is worse, right? Yeah. Even though the Rockstar game news was way more prevalent, um it, when you hack someone, it's it's a huge bummer, right? But ultimately, that's that's a failure of training. It's a failure of like security not not being mm -hmm. robust enough. Like, there's things that happen systematically that cause that. When you break an NDA, like legally, you are bound to not say this information, and you say it. The system is in place, and it's stacked against you, right? Like, yeah. like there's really no excuse. You are bound by anything you sign, for the most part, right? There's there's rules around that, but like for the most part, you are bound by what you sign. And an NDA is super standard, and like you really just, it, it it's it's a shame. Um, I don't know why Things he did like that. This make I don't know why worse. he did that. Apparently, and I just I'm only bringing this up because this is specifically covered inside the Forbes article, which we obviously will be posting for source purposes. But um, the the author and count, who shout out to Paul Tassi here, uh, mentions that the real insider is not actually monetized in any way, shape, or form. Right. So there's no Patreon of it. There's no like Twitter Blue getting money for any of that. There doesn't appear to be any monetary value. And he also mentions, um, I believe that it just basically appears to be just as a side of, yo, here's internet clout. Let me get it. Now, Alan does have 189,000 subscribers as of this article first coming out. I have since checked, and it's been consistently dropping and i mean i mean it's it's actually you almost could drop a quarter off the top of the empire state building and it would literally fall slower than <laughs> than a subscriber count i i'm surprised genuinely um yeah what, what's 
<sighs> I, it, the YouTube account does appear to be monetized is what I will say. I wouldn't know because I used ad blocks when I went on there. I don't support leakers and I don't support people who make things harder for content creators that are actively out here abiding by NDAs and keeping people safe. But I also just want to say for the record, I know a lot of independent teams who are out here doing this full time. I know a lot of devs that work under Ubisoft that are out here doing this full time. This is their job. This is how they pay their bills. This is how they make sure they have a place to stay. And if this leak is responsible for making sure that any of them are unable to eat or have a safe place to sleep, I personally hope that Dan is prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Yeah, I, you know, I don't think anyone will lose their jobs over this, to be honest. I don't even think that's true for the 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 Rockstar Games case, honestly. Um, like, like that I guy that got not. hacked might not lose his job. I think. I to, hope to, not. To me, to me, the um, the it, you're taking away a lot of excitement by breaking NDA, and you're taking away like a marketing team's plan you're messing with people's weekends you know you're 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 forcing pr employees to stay late um ignoring like what you've done to the ip right just by doing that and like it's so weird that it wasn't it was just for clout you know like like invisible yeah. clout it's just weird like don't do that like go i'm i mostly deal with indie companies so yeah. a leak to them means literally people losing oh yeah 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 but a link to ubisoft so, is not gonna be a link to ubisoft i understand may yeah. not be as dire i treat it the exact same way because ultimately there is somebody on that marketing team who now may not necessarily be able to like secure their job anymore sure. there is an intern who may not necessarily have the funds because that game may not sell as well anymore yeah that's like, true these that's true, are that's true. people's jobs yeah that's true. and yeah, i agree i'm cognizant of that exclusively because I know that I am a, as a content creator, I'm a byproduct of success inside of the industry. And um, a lot of what I see when it comes to watching people be irresponsible, especially for something as, as honestly as asinine as internet clout, as additional numbers, as, as some subscribers, just because you're getting extra clicks from putting it out first is really, really, really dumb. It's, it's just- Yeah, it's just a weird thing to do. Like why do it? <laughs> Like why you do burn more bridges yeah. than you than you make when you do stuff like that, and I just I would like I, no I I was about to say I would like to hear why he did it, but honestly, even after reading his apology, I was still left with a lot of anger and frustration at the fact that because the reality is now it's going to be harder for future content creators to ever do anything with Ubisoft. Yeah, that's yeah that's that's the biggest effect I think is that you're shutting off a lot of pipes. You know, like like the content pipe for a lot of people is going down. And like content creators are struggling enough as it is for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you're huge, but like, if, oh, yeah. For, yeah. for for medium to large size content creators that are able to have these opportunities, it sucks that you're taking it away from them. And like, honestly, he got found out by Jason Schreier, who apparently every time he goes on 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 leave, uh, something crazy happens twice. Because <laughs> um, I I've I've actually known him for a long time. Like, oh, okay. Um. He actually wrote an article on me for about Final Fantasy VI. Um, hey, yo. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Don't mean, small mean, world, small world, small world. Yeah, well, yeah, you but, know, but... it's actually truly not that small world because everyone would say, I personally think, Don, that life is like a video game. Right. You know, sometimes, sometimes you're out here creating clout. Sometimes you're out here creating a character. Like Street Fighter VI allows you to do! Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's Street Fighter Six looks sick, actually. Like, can I? 
can I say it looks like the best fighting game I've seen in a long time? Like them some strong words, Don. So I, I said this. So here's the thing. I work in industry, right? Like, like mm -hmm, that's my job. Mm -hmm. It's my job. I'm a publisher. That's my, that's my official title. And, yeah. um, when I saw multiverses, I said, this is the best fighting game of all time. Like, like during the pre-release, it's true. I did. I have the tweet. <laughs> it is the best fighting game of all time. And, you know, it comes out and it has what, 2 million people on steam during the beta. Like I yeah. just, I just have an eye. Um, it's almost, it's almost like I work in this industry as a publisher or something. And like, <laughs> I look at Street Fighter Six, and I'm like, finally a video game, finally yeah. like a real video game. Like Multiverses is there. I think Street Fighter Six is gonna be right alongside it. Honestly, it's like a, it's like a new era for fighting games. Um, it the... definitely is a new era because they they removed a lot. I'm not gonna say they removed a lot of old characters, but they definitely re-envisioned how they want these characters to appear. Like, yeah. it, just looking at the front of it, you can see Luke sitting there, front and center. Immediately to the right, you have Kim. Immediately to the left, you have Yuri. And yep. you have to kind of, you have to kind of search for Ryu inside of this picture. Yeah, yeah. he's not even looking the right way. He's like, he's like <laughs> turned around. Like, he's looking Classic. like, what's a camera, bro? I just, <laughs> like, I just want to fight. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's interesting too. Like the leak conversation connects to it because if you remember, Street Fighter Six characters were leaked actually before launch, um, which likely changed their whole content plan, which sucks. Um, but yeah, like it, it's the game itself looks so good. Like it's they released a trailer that's so long we can't play it fully it's like five minutes long and it's just packed full of content um it, like you mentioned right like top of the top of the list the create a character right further down uh you can do custom move, pool, move pools you can play verses you can do world like a world thing where like it's a storyline where you fight your rival there's a new mode where like it's you're in an art like a giant evo arena like playing versus matches on cabs like your classic versus mode they have a mode called extreme mode where like bulls and like like you can play like tekken ball like it looks like they just went wild and they even released um so so not only Right? Did they release four characters, which we'll get into in a little bit because they look sick. Mm -hmm. They also, yeah. because of the leak that happened earlier, I imagine, they leaked an intro video for Street Fighter Six, and it shows all of the characters. So every character now from that leak is confirmed. Um, and it just it just goes through them one by one. Like, hey, here's the cast. Like, the cast is here. You don't necessarily know their names. But, like, mm -hmm. like we're going in. We're embracing it. 16 characters, eight characters live right now. I actually, actually, I believe more. I believe we're up to up to 10. Um, it looks really beautiful. good. It looks beautiful. I'm. I was watching Dollism inside the trailer. I'm literally watching the trailer again right now and just rewatching the way that Dollism. I'm. I'm is sorry. So <laughs> Dollism, not Dollism. Dollism. It's not Dollism. 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 It's not. It's not Dollism. It is Are not sure? Dollism. I feel like we need to ask Ultra David about this. It's 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 a hundred percent. Don, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Dalsum. I just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, was, I just wanted to correct. I was you. having too much fun trolling. Dalism is what uh, Dalsum players practice. They they log <laughs> off and they embrace their inner Dalsum by practicing Dalism. 
I'm um, sorry, y'all. I'm I'm legit not a Street Fighter player. I did not know. I I saw the word and I was like, "Hey, yo, it's that favorite Buddhism dollism stuff." No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. dollism. It, it's uh, it's funny. When I was little, I called Guile Guli because I I I didn't know how to read properly because I was a little. Um, but no, it's I'm it's just dollism. an anime fighting play player, so I don't even have an excuse. But uh, I really do. I really do like. I really do like his movement here. I'm a big fan. Also, Honda, just beautiful. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Love it so much. Uh, saw the Fist of Fury over there. Big fan. And just honestly, I want to say it makes sense why they took their time. Yeah. You know? it, it, it looks, it just looks amazing, right? Like, it's, mm -hmm. it, we, we talked about MVCI earlier. Like, this looks like a completely flipped version of MVCI, where, like, even yeah. during the pre release, um, they packed this game full of features and they made it visually beautiful. Like, I, yeah. I don't, I, I, I have an opinion that is, uh, as we call in the business, a hot take. And in my hot take, um, I'm going to say fighting games are bad and this game looks good. Um, when I say Jeez. they're bad, like when I say they're bad, I mean like they're not real video games except for the versus mode. Like like fighting you know, games are fair. versus mode, you know? Like single player yeah. is not prioritized. This looks yeah. like a proper $60 $70 now a PS5, let's be real, video game, right? Yeah. It's it it looks feature complete. It looks incredible. It has like amazing rollback. Um a lot of people have played it said it feels really good. Um, cause that's been in a bunch of pre-release stuff. Like the UI is gorgeous. The video is gorgeous. Like it's a beautiful, fantastic game just packed with things. And I'm super excited to try it. I, I, I recently watched the newest episode of Rick and Morty, which at the time of this, at the time of this, uh, recording, there was only, there's only currently three episodes out right now, but they actually make a street fighter reference in there. Oh, they where... do? Yeah, they do. They have Rick, you know, the the grandfather, and Summer, the granddaughter. They're both playing the game to like escape from something else going on inside the story at the time and just mentally remove themselves from it. And the whole thing is they each have a different fighter, but they have to it starts inside of the fighter's home. Each of the players start inside of a different home okay. of the fighter, and they have to go across the city finding out where the other person is and then they fight. So sometimes you can go days without even fighting. Hmm. And then it's like as you as you go further into the day, your will to fight decreases. Oh, so that's how I treat fighting actual games. Actual Street Fighter. Yeah, that's actual, actual Street Fighter. The longer I play it, the less I want to play it. Exactly. Yeah. Except for Street Fighter Six, which you know, for some reason, because there's so much to do inside of there. Well, well, yeah. Play it for hours and hours the first day. Yeah. Maybe and the I, second day you find a wife and kid. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like the game too has a mode that is very similar to that. Actually, like you explore the world and fight, which is cool. Um, but it, they would have had to create this this episode literally about a year and a half ago. How do you mean? It's an animated series. They would have oh, had yeah, to yeah, yeah, in yeah, production yeah. for like seven months. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, maybe they're just predictors. Maybe they have the gift, like we have the gift. You know. So there's definitely no Skullgirls 2 is what I'm hearing from all of this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There'll be a, there'll be a new IP. That's crazy. There'll be a new IP. You know, I'm just, I'm really thankful to always have an opportunity to talk about fighting games in general, especially AAA fighting games, because they've come such a far way. But, yeah. you know, I've always been a very big advocate towards the fact that the future isn't just AAA, ultimately. So I, I'm out here holding on for hope. 
for teams like Future Club Dev and Hidden Variable because indie, I believe, is the future. Now, speaking of independently made games, I had an opportunity this past weekend to actually host Game Devs of Color Expo 2022. This is my third year hosting the event. Every single year I host it, I have such a fantastic time, and that's because the event focuses on highlighting marginalized game developers. That's people of color, that's queer game developers, that, that create these fantastic projects that aren't usually seen just by merit of, of the super saturation of games. So you have sponsors like Microsoft and Amazon, and this year we even had Yale University actually sponsoring the event, which was awesome. So uh, we're gonna play a couple of trailers, I'm gonna talk about a couple of games, and my genuine hope here is that at the end of this cast, dear viewer, you are enamored enough with one of these projects to go ahead and try them out, maybe support a budding brand new project created by some fantastic game devs. Are, are you down to check out some of these games with me, Don? Oh, absolutely. You kidding me? I want to play this, uh, this Five Force Fighters. Hey, I wanna, yo, I play Five Force bad. Fighters. That's a fantastic start. Obviously, Five Force Fighters is one of the only fighting games that was actually debuted at GDOC Expo, and you all are probably familiar with it because this game was actually showcased at Evo. It's made by a brother duo, Love and Light, and they actually kickstarted this game earlier this year. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a panel at Evo, as I said, stated earlier, as well as a booth, but the panel was actually headed by one of the only other brother duos inside of fighting game history. In fact, this brother duo actually founded Evo. That's right, Tony and Tom Cannon themselves. Right, the Cannon, the, the Cannon boys. The Cannon brothers, the lead designers, developers, and producers of Project L, otherwise known as the League of Legends Riot fighting game, actually interviewed them on the main stage of Evo. Uh, there will be links to that interview underneath the podcast as well as a link to the trailer and i can only describe this game style as if if Skullgirls had a baby with street fighter and became instead of a team fighter a 1v1 fighter but the graphics were still and the combos still looked like marvel that would be the only way i could describe this yeah you, you know it's it's hard for me to describe but it looks really good and and to be it clear so um one this has rollback netcode it's going to have rollback netcode which already puts it like a league above like so many triple a games so shout outs to them for already winning mm -hmm. um and, and like I, I think the art style looks good it looks fun it looks like the combo system's great i hate a boring combo system and like this one looks like it has like some pretty sick stuff in it, honestly, mm -hmm. and and like the quality of work too. Like, like I mentioned, you know, a lot of AAA game companies don't really put out the best products. Like, if if this is what that team can do, like it looks really good, actually. <laughs> so, sure. like, super proud of them. I hope the game's awesome, and uh, yeah, it's just nice looking. It's really nice looking. Uh, I do want to shout out the fact that, one, they are verified on TikTok. So shout outs to them for understanding TikTok as a resource. They did crowdfund this game earlier this year. They raised over $34,000. Um, but they are still actively uh, and thankfully making sure that people can assist them in the creation of this game by donating to their Patreon. And they do have a very, very active Discord where they post exclusive updates 
every once in a while. So if you've ever been looking for a brand new fighting game to get into, maybe you aren't gelling with any of the fighting games right now, or you feel as though they're entirely too established for whatever reason and you're not 100% about them, Fight for Spiders, a really good place to get started in, a really active community, very active devs, very communicative devs, and uh, just a general great starting point inside the fighting game community, I think. So, yeah, uh, definitely check out Five Four Spiders. Yeah, and check out check out indie games in general. You know, like yeah. it's it's always good to support smaller creators. Um, Speaking of smaller creators, Don, I think that's really interesting that you bring that up because one of the very next games we're going to be talking about here actually uh, exists at the intersection of what I would consider competitive gaming as well as a little bit more casual gaming. Um, uh, the next two games I will be talking about are visual novels. And if you're not into a visual novel or you don't know what a visual novel is, it's typically a game where you play as one character where you sometimes have the intention of romantically, uh, romantically engaging with other characters, but ultimately it's just about playing through a story. Right. Mostly, yeah. mostly, mostly just reading and engaging with the story and understanding the story while you also have really beautiful graphics and sometimes even actual like game mechanics and gameplay inside of small mini games. This game is called High Elo Girls. It takes place inside of an esports scene where you play as a new recruit on an all girls MOBA team. All right. And your 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 job here is to make the squad get to their highest possible potential. And you have to do this because this is the only opportunity that this, these girls will have to ever compete at a professional level. Um, there is a certain, I believe, je ne sais quoi, uh, like there's a time limit. Basically, there's a certain amount where people that are not necessarily registered inside the league can actually register where they choose one team that's the top of this huge open circuit to enter inside of like a professional league permanently. Yeah. And these girls have created a team together to get inside of that spot. And so you as the main protagonist have to get your team ready to operate and move forward. Now, the reason I bring this up is because this visual novel was actually created by someone who is, who took a lot of inspiration from inside the fighting game community. So the creator of this game is Danny D. All right. Uh, she is a fighting game community player. She's very well known. Really? I believe, I've, yeah. The Chicago Tekken scene is actually where I, I got to interview her at the Game Devs of Color Expo. Um, and if you all, for whatever reason, purchased a ticket, you should be able to actually watch her interview. It was very personable. Sonic Fox as a plushie makes an appearance, but it's a it's a fantastic. It it was fantastic getting to talk to her about how much. Uh, how much she gained in terms of experience working through the FGC as a competitor, as someone that was like looking from the outside in, and even just as someone organizing events inside of the FGC space. And so she did take a lot of semblance, a lot of a lot of energy, and a lot of understanding from a lot of people inside the fighting game scene. And that is actively recorded inside of this demo as well. I felt, which was yeah. really awesome. It, that's super cool. And like I, I think. <laughs> can't how do i put this uh -huh. dating inside the fgc is a blow-up so why yep. not make a game where it's actually not a blow-up like that hey, makes yo. that makes 100 percent sense to me honestly um especially I mean, with only women especially with only women not only is the game you can date you can romance your teammates they are women there are queer women inside the space we have non-binary people trans women we have bisexual women it's just it's a fantastic like any game where it's just femmes 
loving yeah. other femmes, I'm like, hey, yo, that's my type of game. <laughs> no, 100%. 100%. It's that's me. Every type of women. That's... <laughs> Every type of women, We Don. got every type. We got bi women. We got trans women. We got uh, non-binary Queer people women. who, you know, are not women, but yeah. that's okay. Like Non-binary <laughs> people who may identify as femme sometimes mask the other or anywhere in between. We got love for everybody yeah, no, inside it's, of this game. And it's cool that they're that they're releasing it like that, you know? Like it's oh, for sure. Diverse, shout outs to diversity, you know? For sure. Now, you know, it's interesting that you bring up diversity because this very next game that I'm talking about is actually the furthest thing removed from fighting games you could possibly imagine. Yet another visual novels, but it does have to do with gaming, and that's because it's called Validate. Now, have you ever thought, oh, man, if only I could increase my actual game you know my game getting me some love inside of this space validate is here for you right you play as a series of singles and when i say singles i mean single singles you mean i mean like these people have been single for a time you feel me and you go through different instances and you try to basically find your match right you get your bay and maybe y'all click maybe you don't but what i really want to shout out here is the narrative structure and the character building inside of here i actually had an opportunity to play this demo and i also interviewed the devs last year the interview is on youtube but uh the creator of this game uh, Daniel Launders is actually one of the candidates up right now to get onto the up and coming Game Awards 2022 up and comers. And so oh, nice. they are fighting really, really hard to get both this game validate as well as themselves recognition because they have won Humble Bundle prizes for this game. They have secured the Game Devs of Color Expo uh, funding for this game. This is a game that was crowdfunded and has been incredibly successful. The game is currently out right now. We will be including a Steam link to one lucky person who happens to be listening to this. If you happen to get the Steam link, congratulations. Shout outs to you. If you didn't, I'm sorry, maybe better luck next time. Make sure you're tuning in every every two weeks to, <laughs> to get a random link from an indie gev from me. But I personally know that Danny has been wanting this for a very long time and they genuinely deserve it. Um, so my hope is that you have an opportunity to play Validate and you come to the same conclusion I did, which is that it is it is not only deserving, but also requiring of a game award this year so hopefully we can go ahead and also recommend them for that as well which yeah the, i think it deserves the art in the game actually looks like super good like like okay. so, sometimes um in visual novels right like storytelling is key right like one of my favorite mm -hmm. games of all time which is uh situs 2 is is it partially a visual novel partially um what's the term a rhythm game and mm -hmm the the story is really what sells it if this game like looking through the trailer looks really good visually and also the story looks really good so i'm excited to see how it turns out it's it's uh it looks really sick there is a demo available on steam for oh, is there? whatever reason if you're unable or unwilling to spend money on this product which i'm not here to judge you but just know i am silently judging you for whatever reason because i know that you personally not you don but the listener who for whatever reason doesn't have money for this game did personally purchase 
uh, the Sakurai swimsuit inside of Street Fighter V. So once again, not judging, just pointing out a point. Um, <laughs> you can play the demo of this game on Steam. We will also include a link to the Steam that you can grab, but this game will be out for Nintendo Switch as well as for Xbox Series. So you can play it on the go whenever you need, I believe, in October. Uh, basically, when this podcast comes out, it should be out on Switch as awesome. well as basically all of the consoles. So it's a fantastic game. Highly recommend. And just know that you're really helping like an up and coming. Like I believe Danny, they are actually like tw- in their mid 20s, early 20s. And they made this game with can like you, literally three other people. Can you imagine <laughs> making a game when you're 20? Like I can't. Like, I like had a RPG game like maker. this when you're 20. Like it, when I was no, 20. I can't. I can't. No, like I, I can't. It, there's no way. Like that's that's actually they're 20. They're in their 20s. That's what I said when I interviewed them. I felt I felt I felt hurt. I felt uh, yeah, personally attacked. So, I was like, bitch, I just turned 30. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And like, um. For, for those who are tuning in who are maybe a younger, right? Like, people think that by 25, you have finished college. If you're going, you don't have to go. You finished college, you know, you're really good at your field. Life takes a, life takes a long time. And making mm-hmm. things is hard, really hard. To make something like this when you're 25 is wild. Like, this is what I would expect, like, two, like, 40-year-olds who've been in the scene for a long time to make. It looks... I actually think they're, like, 20, 22 or 23. Are you way. serious? They're 22? I'm, I'm, I'm walking into the ocean. <laughs> if you need me, I'll be in the ocean drowning. Um, no, don't don't go into the ocean, Don. We have one more game to discuss. Oh, okay, okay. And I actually I'll think... I'll stick through it. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm glad you have because, look, maybe we just have to go ahead and reset. This next game takes resetting to the next level. You play as a black femme character inside of this game. This game is actually called Grid Force. It is an action, and as described literally by the dev themselves, a tactical bullet hell-esque game. That was the exact verbiage that he used to describe this game to me. Um, Some important things to note about this game. You play as a black femme player, who has been reset inside of this world God knows how many times, but now you are currently tasked with defending the world as you know it, which you don't know it. You have amnesia. You're, you're, it's, it's up to you and people that only have identified as other protectors to you to protect this world. And so as you go through here protecting the world from these robots, from these creatures, you basically are able to do so through, I don't know if you've ever played uh, Mega Man Battle Network, Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. That that is the um, exact style of this game. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. It looks really fun. Like another Eden is another game that's similar, which I actually didn't like as much as Battle Network. Um, just for like minutia reasons, like it it didn't grab me. Um, this game looks beautiful to start, and the gameplay looks sick. Like, which to me is what matters, right? It just it's just a beautiful looking game and like i'm glad it's you know featuring someone who's who's black because normally like in video games when we think of a protagonist we think of like a white default protagonist right not Mm -hmm. we being me and you but we being like the industry um so it's it's nice to see like uh like both the representation and also like to take it back a level representing battle network because that game is sick it's Almost to me, because I grew up playing a lot of Battle Network. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of money, so GBA, 
DSP were like the things that I grew up playing in college when we finally when I finally got a couple of extra pennies. Uh, this game is a little bit different than Battle Network. Um, okay. Not not in super duper large ways, but just in some very specific mechanical ways that I actually think improve upon it. The very first of which is that it's actually imagine you're playing Battle Network, but you can literally swap in to zero or roll whenever you want in the middle okay. of you playing. Okay. And you get all of their roles like immediately. Like you could do it in certain later versions of Battle Network. You could swap swap in and out, but it would take a card. You know. You can right, do this organically. Right. Like you have three people, and they basically build up your team. And oh, then, and yeah, in and addition, you, you can swap between them. They have different abilities, different skills. Yep. So it's it's very they much have different like attack a... patterns. So when they're attacking, some people will go over three squares. Some people will cover the entire screen. Some people will have uh, will create uh, multiples that which will then mirror on the opposite side and attack. It's like it's a very immersive game, and when you're playing it at the highest level, at boss levels, it really does look like a bullet hell esque game. Cool, I'm down. That looks sick. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. And there's also, this is the reason I actually included it here, because as always, I know, I've said this before, this is FGC cast, and we have to get back to the, the core of fighting games. This game was actually based off of the 80s, early 90 aesthetic of action games, very specifically Street Fighter. So there are nice. very advanced fighting game mechanics in here, like just guarding, parrying, uh, they also included perfect guarding. There are a series of different fighting game techniques that exist inside of this game that didn't exist inside of Metal Mega Man Battle Network. That the when I when I interviewed the dev specifically told me the reason why it was put inside of this game, despite this being their very first game. That by the way, Don, they made this game in two and a half years. That's pretty good. Two and a half years. Yeah, that's good. And it's their very first game, and every single bit of this project was made in studio by a total of, I believe, approximately. Eight to nine people. Yeah, it looks good. It looks great. Um, Never made a video game before. Yeah, I hope. I feel like my my you know there's there's uh, games that have Evo Moment thirty seven recreations and there's games that mm -hmm. don't. And uh, with a perfect parry, I'm super down to watch someone do their own Evo Moment thirty seven. Like speedruns oh. of this game are gonna be ridiculous. I want it. I want it very very badly. Yeah, now, I feel like my grandma brain is just gonna like melt when I play it. But it's super fun. Like like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, the important thing here yeah. is that we have fun. You know, I I always encourage people to expand outside of just the fighting game community if they are having fun because I believe personally the way that we have communities like this growing is by expanding our knowledge, expanding our sense of self. And I personally want to shout out someone who I felt did it at this specific event. Now, you're probably thinking, Sharpie, you obviously hosted this event. Are you about to shout out yourself, you self-centered a uh, piece of garbage. No, so no, you, I'm you not. So and so, <laughs> you so and so. You're. I'm not gonna do that. You know why? Because Saki Sakura. Yeah. I actually saw her moderating this event. She took it upon herself when she saw that I was hosting this event. She looked up some more information, saw that they actually had paid positions for people uh, moderating and people basically uh, assisting with some of with some of the moderation around the event, took it upon herself to go ahead and check it out, signed up for it, and was actually working this event just to help out. And that's the type of that's the type of onus that I like to see from people inside the FGC. I like to see that that expansion. I like to see that I like to see that because Saki is someone who the standard viewer listening right now may not know who yeah. Saki is, right? right? Saki is actually not only an Evo commentator, she commentated Mortal Kombat earlier this year. 
uh, was one of one of many women that commentated Evo this year, along with my, Yehozi, myself, Jaitlyn, yep. Persia, Persia, so many others. But she also runs an event called, I believe, uh, Queen of the Hill, Women of the Hill, where she yeah, basically yeah. supports uh, women that are also out here competing inside of Mortal Kombat. She has literally commentated the PlayStation Cup and a series of other cups with Mr. Aquaman inside of the NRS series. And it's very, very knowledgeable when it comes to Guilty Gear. I actually think you commentated uh, one of the one of the Guilty Gear Strive com- uh, yeah. cups with her, right, Yohosi? Yeah, one of the first tournaments that we had, I commentated with, with her, uh, commentated her match, commentated a, b- a bunch of... It was a woman my non-binary tournament with Kunoichi, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, she was my co-commentator. It was really fun. It was great. Um, She's... She's a fantastic pillar inside this community, and yeah. I know a lot of people uh, saw me coming up with co- combo queens and saw me putting a lot of energy and time into that. I'm happy to see her expanding outside the fighting game community and to other branches of gaming where other other marginalized people are just because she understands that as a leader, she needs to be aware inside of other communities as well. That, I think, is the true sign of a leader, and I'm very, very proud of her. And I just, I wanted to mention that on the cast, obviously. Yeah, no, good for her. She's 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 great, and I'm glad that she's starting to get, like, well, I mean, she's always had recognition, but, like, I'm glad yeah. that it's it's growing, you know? It's growing in, in scope. She deserves it, She does, sure. yeah, she really does. She's awesome. Well, you know, I I think we've covered so much the specific cast on. We've, we've definitely covered the leaks, We've covered the the fullness of the FGC, and we've we've covered some of the best fighting games of all time, as you've as you said, Street Fighter Six and Multiverses. Yeah, yeah, I I I'm just gonna wait for Street Fighter Six. I can't believe I'm saying that I'm excited for Street Fighter, but like I was surprised when you said it. Honestly, I wish we had video so that can, everyone could see my face <laughs> off, off camera. Can can we? Um, can we like just spit more on Street Fighter Six for a bit, actually? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, for sure, so for sure. hi editor, Street Fighter Six talk. Um, I, wait, wait, wait. We have to, we have to end it. We have. Okay, to end yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Let's end before, it before before we do. Keep all of this in, editor, because I want people to know that 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 Don literally wanted to talk more I, about Street. Fighter I want to talk more about Street Fighter Six for like ten minutes. I'm not gonna take all your time, viewers, listeners, whichever no, you are. No, please do. That's what but, they're here for, okay. Don. I want to talk Street Fighter Six. I want to talk Street Fighter Six. So, so we'll we'll, we'll 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 end it, and then we're, I'm gonna pop off. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ham here. I don't, uh, Don, 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 Don. Do you really want to end it? Because we don't have to. No, I'm. We don't I'm, have I, to. <laughs> you follow. We, no, I'm. I'm, I'm so serious. Okay, here's my here's my whole thing. Here's my whole thing about sure. Street Fighter Six, and I'll say this, sure. and I'll say this, and you go off on this, right? Okay. A lot of people have been asking for my opinion on Street Fighter Six because. Kimberly is the very first African-American woman ever showcased inside of here. And I say African-American because she's the very first person literally from America, very first black woman literally from America yeah. ever showcased inside of here. And I personally have no kinship to Street Fighter Six, but I think she looks amazing. I think she looks fantastic. And I can honestly say this will be the very, this will be the second time I've ever picked up Street Fighter exclusively because I see a character that I like and I want to play. The very first time I ever did that was with Manat. But, like, this game is literally bringing something out of me to the point that I actually do want to play it. Maybe not compete, because I'm not really, like, a Street Fighter type of player when it comes to, like, fighting games. Like, that's not my style of game. But this game looks so good, and it looks like there's so much extra stuff to do. I would be doing myself a disservice if I wasn't playing it. Now, I'm curious as to what your thoughts are about Um, Street Fighter Six. I... 
to be honest, you said you wake you liked the way Dalsum moved, and it's been like like a cancer in my brain ever since because Dalsum players deserve the worst and will get nothing. Um, it, <laughs> if you if you play Dalsum and you it, so so this is what I want to talk about, right? Like okay, okay, the okay. game looks so good in terms of gameplay mechanics. There's a clip where Dalsum hits like a full screen stand fierce and then like drive cancels forward and combos in my brain. Yeah. My brain melted. Yeah. I'm like, this looks like a better combo than Guilty Gear Strive. Like oh, this no. is th this is like an actual like combo based Street Fighter. And it it is. It looks really good. The combos are interesting, which it, it never is for me. And like the drive cancel mechanic, um, it, so I'm not too familiar with it, but effectively, you know, Street Fighter 4 had FADC or uh, focus attacks where you press mm -hmm. two buttons and charge a punch. Um, and you could cancel those, right? And dash forward. Um, it's very similar to that, where it's a move where uh, you can either cancel an attack with a drive cancel and move forward or use an armor drive cancel that can be beat by certain things. Like it, it, it's almost like Blitz and Guilty Gear or um, Shield and Melty Blood now that they nerfed it because that mechanic was awful. Um, that was a clown fiesta mechanic. But in this game, it looks really cool. And like it, it's a basically a focus attack that you move forward with. So it's like a super advanced FADC. And Dalsum does a move where he hits Stand Fierce, which is like a, he either does a punch or a kick. I, I forget which one it was goes up next to you and does a full combo and like yeah i saw that and i was like this game this game's gonna be good like it's gonna be good or nonsense or both which is what i'm excited about um i'm watching it now i've yeah. seen this clip now since you've been describing it about like four times and i keep watching in slow motion to see if chun li who's the opponent that he's he's hitting at this point in time, if she ever goes out of hit stun and, and she doesn't. No, it's a full combo. Yeah, it's a full combo, it's, full it's, screen. It's true as fuck. I, th I didn't think it was true. I thought it was one of those things, you know, that they did where they're like, oh, yeah, just to show. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, it's like, like no, check out no, this. No. <laughs> like ones where, like, they just reset just because. Um, yeah, look at our flashy, look at our flashy particles. So many particles. We got the particles, you know. Yeah. But no, that, that shit's true. It's um, it's it's a true. It's a and I problem. actually don't know how I feel about it anymore. I was I'm actually kind of concerned. So now. so that's I, you should be. Dalsum players uh, are the worst. <laughs> I almost feel um, like I may have empowered the wrong person inside of the past conversation that I had about Street Fighter. You know, like I. That's why it's Dalism. You know, they it's it's a different it's a different world that Dalsum players live. Um, it's it like not not only that. Um, it, they really show like a connection to the community that no other game has. You know, with like the ability to have like these custom commentators that are actually from the community. Yeah. The video shows an actual combo. Um, they gave Blanca a neat little scarf, which I like. I think it looks cool. Like, <laughs> it just looks so good. And, like, I can't... I genuinely... I can't believe I'm saying this about Street Fighter because I hate Street Fighter Five. I am very excited for Street Fighter Six, And, like, I... I just can't wait. That game looks really good. Um, and I'm probably not going to shut up about it until it actually comes out. And then I'm not going to shut about up, up about it more. Here's my whole thing. How did they 
it feels like they managed to go a complete 180 direction from what they were doing with Street Fighter V, yeah. which was, let's go back to the basics of Street Fighter. This game is all about, like, you know, the very neutrally neutral. Like, you remember when Street Fighter V first came out and it was incredibly slow? Like, they, yeah. were, they were super against the idea of a combo really past, like, three or four links, maybe. Yeah, and, and the the links weren't even real. They were like three. They framers. weren't. Yeah, they weren't, and it was it was incredibly painful. And they even made a showing of it. I remember they had Daigo versus Lupe, and like they were like, "Hey, yo, look at this massive link!" And I looked, and it was like literally like two connections. And I was like, "Is this well? This isn't my game." Street Fighter Five was a terrible game on release. It was genuinely yeah. terrible. I mean, yeah. like like I said this earlier, right? That fighting games have problems, and like yeah, that era of Capcom of like street fighter across tekken street fighter 5 and mvc are all terrible games on release mm. not only did street fighter 5 not even have arcade mode it didn't have any decent rollback netcode it had six frames of input delay which is like not a fighting game like if your fighting yeah. game has six frames of input delay like i'm sorry like that's a problem like that's a huge problem and they fixed it eventually but like this game seems like they took all the lessons from Street Fighter V and applied them properly. Like they're they're genuinely trying, and it's Capcom needs that because they they haven't tried with their past three fighting games. Like they look like like they genuinely just like didn't try. Like something was wrong with management with the last three games, and they fixed it. They're releasing a game that looks good, and they need that because the franchise needs that. After it kind of oh sorry uh, uh, like like after Street Fighter Four like what have they released that's good other than MVC three for fighting games Resident Evil is great it's always been great but for fighting games what have they released that's good after Street Fighter Four yeah I don't know if you could I don't know if you can really say that they did because it feels like Capcom in general like as a company hasn't been focusing on fighting games in a very long time like you look at their Q four literally just for twenty twenty what's yeah. their highest grossing game Monster Hunter. Yeah, After and that, what sick. game is it? Like literally, like Devil May Cry. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. why are why why when are we coming out? Because every single one of those quarters, there was brand new Street Fighter Five DLC that came out with Arcade Edition. Yep. You know, like I I'm sorry, not not Devil May Cry. I'm thinking of um, the Resident Evil remake that they did. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, 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 about, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, still, it 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 feels like for so long. Capcom has been really unfortunately dropping the ball with their fans. And, yeah. and I've, I, I want to hearken actually to one of the tweets that we saw come out earlier this week that since recording. Yipes literally said, you know, it kind of feels like I'm holding out hope for another Marvel versus Capcom 4. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too, honestly. Like, I think that they could do it. I, Capcom stopped phoning it in. And that's, mm -hmm. that, that's, that's wild. Like, they're not phoning it in anymore because that whole era was like it allowed guilty gear strive to take off because capcom yeah. just dropped that era so bad and it took until like season three of street fighter till it, street fighter five for it to come good like literally like like three four years after release finally in like like 2020 it got decent um and like since i want to give some context yeah real quick here don yeah. because i know we have a lot of newer listeners that sure. may not be as established sure. with like the idea of capcom and who they are inside of the industry Obviously, Capcom created one of the very first fighting games ever with Street Fighter. Yep. Like, one of the, the literal definition of, like, a fighting game with actual combos. And because of that, they became a brand name inside of the fighting game community at large. 
with Street Fighter, um, I believe. Was it Street Fighter 2, a Super Turbo? So, um, I believe. Yeah, so Street Fighter 1 was like an arcade game they made. Like, yeah. like all arcade games are, right? It's like two developers yeah. in a room, they come up with it, they release it, that's it. Um, then they made Street Fighter 2, which changed... It, it it didn't change anything. It created fighting games. There were no mm-hmm. fighting games before Street Fighter 2, but Street Fighter 2 is the first real fighting game, period. Um, and yeah, ever what? since then, you know, they, they they expanded on that version for a long time, um, releasing like seven different versions or something crazy for the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo, for arcades, for everything. Like everyone you knew played Street Fighter 2. You could buy that game for like 10 bucks, put it in and play forever, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, Street Fighter 3 came out, and Street Fighter 3 had an entirely new cast, and that is known as the dark era of the FGC, because from Street Fighter 3 onward, there was a division between 3 and 2. People did not know what to play, because Street Fighter 3 was so different. And there were other Street Fighters, there were other games too, there was Plus R, or sorry, Guilty Gear XX, because Plus R wasn't out until 2012. Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct, yeah. That, Mortal Kombat that... a couple of, like, like half a decade later. But I think what I'm trying to establish here is that Capcom has been a brand name inside the fighting game community since the creation of fighting games. Yes, yes. They, they have always held that title, regardless. Like So when people like Dawn are talking about the Capcom era or Capcom dropping a ball and another game like Arxis eclipsing them that's a big deal that's a huge that is a very big deal especially inside the fighting game spheres maybe inside of other spheres like horror games with resident evil or actiony games with devil may cry or even like quote-unquote mmos when you start talking about monster hunter um you can you can have a conversation about capcom as an entity with those type of games but in the fighting game community capcom has always been the quote-unquote creme de la creme like that's where you go if you want to get the most fighting gamest type of game ever and what don's talking about is for the first time and literally almost would you say about a century don i'm sorry not a century but a decade i'm sorry no (laughs) no i actually actually wouldn't i think it's happened twice I think it's happened twice. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes, it did. So um, after Street Fighter 3, Capcom went dark and stopped producing Street Fighter because Street Fighter 3 failed. Mm. And then Street Fighter 4 came out, and then they were the – they were not only were they the kings, when, when Street Fighter – this is how tied fighting games are to Capcom, right? Is that when they stopped making Street Fighter, fighting games stopped being played in tournaments. Yeah. Fighting games stopped being made. The age of fighting games on the PS1 and SNES was over. When we transitioned into Street Fighter 4 coming out, um, fighting games started again, right? Like it, 2009, they're, they're called 09ers. I'm an 09er. And um, ever since then, fighting games have been alive. And in 2016 with the release of street fighter 5 and the bad release the terrible release of both mvci and street fighter 5 um street fighter and fighting games stopped becoming synonymous slowly and then when strive dropped right which is from arxis guilty gear strive Mm -hmm. um arxis took the mantle honestly of like the best fighting game developer they released Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which was a really good product. They released uh, Guilty Gear Strive, a really good product. They released Exerd, uh, Guilty Gear Exerd, a really good product. They released DNF Duel, a really good product. Um, they are now. Can become... I put in the argument really mm-hmm. quickly? 
just for Bandai to also have most honorable mention as yeah, the publisher true. for Dragon Ball and also Tekken, which has been a very, very, very profitable yes. franchise, as we discussed inside the last cast. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's like it's like I agree. Like Bandai Namco has been showing up too, and like these this like trifecta of major studios and i'll add nrs into there too um, yeah so, so, i'll give nrs an honorable mention yeah NR, nrs Western. is doing really well too like they're they're yeah. arguably bigger than some of those honestly mm-hmm. and like um capcom said okay five was a disaster at release let's make it better and earn some reputation and some money which they did mvci was a disaster maybe let's make mvc4 who knows i'll will it into existence maybe they'll announce tomorrow i don't know um the they're coming back like street fighter 6 capcom is back mm-hmm. which it hasn't been for so long you know um, no i agree so I i'm agree. i'm i'm so excited for the game i think it's a wonderful thing for capcom to release a product that's good because they haven't in so long and i'm just looking forward to to watching that game take off in ways that i don't think capcom is ready for honestly like it's gonna blow up super hard um in the same way that multiverses did right i really hope so i truly i i know that it's not my type of game and i feel really sad that i can't necessarily empathize because i'm not an o-niner like my first traditional fighting game wasn't I'd never even competed in you know it was like DOA and then it was Mortal Kombat and then the very first time I actually competed inside of a game sure it was Melee and then it was Skullgirls so it's like I don't feel that way about Street Fighter because the very first time I played Street Fighter even when I played Street Fighter 4 first of all the netcode was ass oh yeah it's terrible 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 I played it online on Steam I was like hey yo what is this connection horrible I'm good but I would watch I would watch my like I would watch my ex like boyfriend play it and be like, "Well, this looks unplayable." You know, like this yeah. looks horrible. I'm yes. going to go play League. You know, I'm going to go play Melee. They don't have online, but I know when I'm sitting next to no one I'm not going to lag unless the monitor's bad. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> don't play on a bad monitor me. But like I just I think they've finally like the very first time I wanted to play Street Fighter was when I saw the Monat video. And honestly, it wasn't even the Monat trailer. It was Black Yoshi's Monat video that made me want to play the game. That video is so sick. It's so good. <laughs> that video is so it's so sick. He, he said, I have a man, thank you. And I said, bitch, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I tell my wife all the time, like, sick girl, take a load off. Like every time take I hear a load that shit, off. I just, I, I, just, I just laugh. Every time I hear that it, stuff, I just laugh. That yeah. video still, it's, I saw it earlier on TikTok because someone else reposted it and it went viral again it's so good it's so good it's so good but 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 like i think i think it's sad when you have to rely on content creators to make your game more famous for you yeah like that entire clip of just walk to me sir walk to me sir made me want to play it and then i play the game and i'm like oh wait this game is bad did you see the the tweet i made that got like literally like 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 fifty thousand likes or something like that about Street Fighter Fighter 6. What did you say, Don? So they released a logo, and it was terrible. Like, with the cap, like, it was terrible with a capital, like, like, it was, like, it was awful. It looked like a (laughs) cryptocurrency logo. It was just like a, like a, like a hexagon with an S in it and a six with, like, a splatter. And, like, it said Street Fighter beneath it. And I was like, this game is going to be another stinker. Like, they messed up. Um, it just looked awful and 
I was like, the, I, I talked about it on social media. I'm like, this looks mm -hmm. bad. It looks terrible. This game's going to suck. And then they put out the trailer. And I don't know how they got from... It's basically saying, like, I, I feel like I got punked. Like, they released the yeah. worst logo of all time, and then they come out with, like, the most powerful visual style I've seen in a fighting game ever. Um, other than maybe, like, the, the Exerd announced video. That video blew my blew everyone's mind. Exerd was... Exerd, Exerd was really pretty. Ex I bought Exerd day one. I bought Exerd day one, and I proceeded to play it up until they decided that Ram doesn't deserve to be able to walk anymore. Yeah, they, they killed Ram, I'm, I'm sorry to say. They brought, don't they, worry, they brought her back for Strive. They brought her back They did. Strive. They put, like, literally by the end of the very first week, Ram was not the same character anymore. Uh, was... Yeah, they... They patched it pretty quickly. They patched Ram yeah. very quickly. I forget how long I it was, took. It took... I I remember, like, the day three patch that happened. Yeah. yeah. And I remember being like, hey, Ram's playing a little bit differently. It must just be, like, a an unforeseen change. Yeah. Then I saw the patch the very next week, and that was not an unforeseen change. They doubled down on that shit. And yeah. I was like, hey, yo. Yeah, yeah. We, we escaped slavery for this? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I am not I, I I would like to say as a white person I cannot comment You can on that laugh statement. at that joke. You as can a white laugh person, at that joke. I, I abstain from laughter and um I I wish <laughs> you all a good a good night and a pleasant evening. Thank you so much everybody for coming through <laughs> to FGC cast with myself the purple sharpie and my ever vigilant, ever colorful, ever amazing co-commentator co-host co-sister yahosey that's right for being here, Exci excited to be here excited to be here always a pleasure to talk fighting games with you sharpie always as always now listener we will be back and count it two weeks that's 14 days stay tuned we will be here so y'all see you offline see you offline everyone fight me <laughs> don't actually fight her y'all no don't fight me please don't fight me i'm very <laughs> i'm very delicate i'm like a banana Thank <laughs> you.